Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus. Now, last time we read Exodus chapter 4. And in Exodus chapter 4, at the end, Moses returned to Egypt or was returning to Egypt and met Aaron. And they met, um, I guess, in the wilderness. Um, and then Moses and Aaron went to Egypt and talked to the elders and showed them the signs that God had given Moses to show them. So the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. So it makes me think they had not worshipped for some time. Perhaps they had, you know, again, as is happens a lot, they had strayed from God, maybe. Perhaps. Now we're ready to read Exodus chapter 5. Now be aware that I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Afterward, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh. Now this was after they had met with the elders, the, the children of Israel, their elders, and they were on board with this idea. Okay. So afterward, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go so that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go on a three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God so that he does not discipline us with pestilence or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to Moses and Aaron, Why do you take the people away from their work? Get back to your burdens. Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now many, and you would have them stop their work? The very same day, Pharaoh gave orders to the Egyptian taskmasters in charge of the people and their Hebrew foremen, saying, You will no longer give the people straw to make bricks as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks which they were making before, you shall still require of them. You are not to reduce it in the least, for they are idle and lazy. That is why they cry, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let labor be heavier on the men and let them work hard at it so that they will pay no attention to their God's lying words. So Pharaoh here really is just not believing Moses and Aaron or the elders. And he's going to punish them by making them work harder. Since they will have to go and gather their own straw, that means it's going to take longer to make their bricks. Then the Egyptian taskmasters in charge of the people and their Hebrew foremen went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you any straw. Go get straw for yourselves wherever you can find it, but your work quota will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout the land of Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. And the taskmasters pressured them, saying, Finish your work. Fulfill your daily quotas just as when there was straw given to you. And the Hebrew foremen whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them were beaten and were asked, 
Why have you not fulfilled your required quota of making bricks yesterday and today as before? Then the Hebrew foreman came to Pharaoh and cried, Why do you deal like this with your servants? No straw is given to your servants, yet they say to us, Make bricks. And look, your servants are being beaten, but it is the fault of your own people. But Pharaoh said, You are lazy, very lazy and idle. That is why you say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Get out now and get to work, for no straw will be given to you, yet you are to deliver the same quota of bricks. The Hebrew foreman saw that they were in a bad situation because they were told, You must not reduce in the least your daily quota of bricks. When they left Pharaoh's presence, the foreman met Moses and Aaron who were waiting for them. And the foreman said to them, May the Lord look upon you and judge you, because you have made us odious, something hated in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants, and you have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Then Moses turned again to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought harm and oppression to this people? Why did you ever send me? I cannot understand your purpose. Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has harmed and oppressed this people. And you have done nothing at all to rescue your people. We have to look at this from the understanding that Pharaoh, just for the simple matter that he did not believe in God, he did not believe in their God, he looked at them not in a kindly or favorably way, or favorable way, yeah. So he did not look at them in a nice way. He was not going to release them. He was not going to go along with them or give them any break. You'll notice that his instant reaction is one of, you will do the work, and now I'll make it harder on you. Unfortunately for Pharaoh, whereas he did not believe in God, God is real, and he's going to find that out. But right here, this is like so much of society, so much of so many people, unfortunately, they do not know God. They don't know God. Let's, let's, not, let's not look at Pharaoh, and, and while he may kind of be the villain, let's, let's, let's look at him in probably the correct light. He doesn't know God. He doesn't know God. How would he? You would think the Hebrews and would have would have told him, but maybe not. He's the ruler. You know, the problem a lot of times with the people who are at the very top of society is they don't mix very much with anybody else. They don't know and they don't hear other things and they don't and they're not familiar with the everyday life of the common people. We see that all the time even in our society. Someone, even if they work and they make build themselves up. Once they spend so many years at the top and having a lot of money and a lot of riches and a lot of fame, they seem to lose their way very easily. They seem to forget where they come from and they seem to forget how normal people live. We see that with entertainers who then want to, you know, they, they want to preach and tell you how you should live your life while they fly around in their private jets and 
drive their huge Humvees and do all this, and yet they want you to be on a little battery-operated scooter or something. You know, I mean, they want you to fight the fight while they live their life. I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean, it's just a fact. And I think Pharaoh here is so disconnected from the real life and what's going on. And he makes this even harder on the Hebrew people who, to be honest, the Hebrew people, I think, like we, like I stated before, I believe they have uh, strayed from God. I don't, I don't think they were remembering God. So I think here we have an example of God needs to show them all who he is. And he's going to. And that's the idea. You notice he's really just asking Pharaoh, okay? Really, he's just asking Pharaoh to say, hey, you know, let our people go out and make sacrifices and then they'll come back. There's nothing right now that says we're going to go and be gone forever. Now, not at this point, okay? There's nothing here that talks about that. This would just be like a little holiday, like a little religious holiday for a few days or something. But for Pharaoh, his reaction is totally wrong. He does not regard the Hebrew people to be of value or to be worthwhile. He regards them only for the labor that they produce. Now, that is the way to, unfortunately, of, of, some, of some people, of some countries, of some places where they only regard their people as what they can produce for them. Now, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, this has happened throughout history, unfortunately, that uh, we don't always treat each other like we should. And this is why there's a huge emphasis, really, on loving our neighbor and caring about one another. This is just the beginning of this story. And Pharaoh is going to learn a big lesson out of all this. Um, well, does he really learn his lesson? That's a good question, honestly. Does he really learn his lesson? He's going to be taught a lesson whether he actually reaps the benefit of it or not, which is really up to him. It's up to each of us to learn to deal with others and to, to learn the lessons of life. All right. And then you'll notice here the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew, the uh, foremen who were in charge of the other Hebrews notice that they're really kind of mad at Moses and Aaron now. You know, they, of course, they don't know. They don't know the plan. They don't really understand. And they're in a bad situation. And now their situation has gotten worse. So to them, they're like, you know, God judge you because you've made us something bad. You know, you've made Pharaoh and his servants mad at us. So, you know, their, their situation went from bad to worse. So, and then you'll notice Moses, Moses kind of has the same attitude. And he turns around to the Lord and he says, why have you done this? And why have you not done anything to rescue your people? And honestly, I did not remember that he ever said this, but it's here. It's here in the Bible, plain and simple. It's just something that my mind had forgotten. So even Moses is going to learn a lot going through this. And I, I know that's all a part of God's plan. That's, that's part of his plan for all of our lives that we learn as we go through these things in life. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe always. And remember, God loves you.